What's up to all my resolution writing realtors out there? 2023 is almost over and the much anticipated 2024 real estate market is right around the corner. So what's your plan for managing your time and your business as we head into one of the most competitive markets we've seen in quite some time? What are your marketing pillars going into 2024? What will your listing presentation look like with all the questions that may be coming from sellers this year? Do you have a social media plan? And if so, what types of content are you going to produce? Have you crafted the perfect email marketing campaign for your past clients so you stay top of mind when it comes time to buy or sell? their home and how are you going to craft your listing descriptions to make sure that you stand out to the ever-changing pool of buyers well what if i told you that there was someone out there that could do all of this for you and for absolutely free well my next guest is going to show you how joining me will be chelsea gardner chelsea is the owner of c gardner marketing not only is chelsea an expert on social media marketing and marketing education but she wrote a book called the ai prompt handbook you see ai can do all the tasks that i just mentioned you just have to have the secret code to unlock all it can do and learning the proper prompts is how you can make magic See, AI can be the secret weapon to scale your business in 2024, and Chelsea is the AI whisperer to help us unlock all its potential. AI hasn't fully taken over the world yet, but if it does, at least you'll be best friends. Thanks to Chelsea. Hello, hello, everybody. How are you today? So um, this is, uh, welcome back to the Texas Real Estate and Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mills, your friendly neighborhood mortgage banker right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Um, today, we've got an episode that's going to reshape the way that you look at your real estate business. But before we dive into the magic that's in store, let me ask you this. Have you ever wondered how you can scale your real estate business and navigate the competitive market of 2024 more effectively and efficiently? With fewer and fewer buyers and sellers these these days, setting yourself apart from the crowd can be a real challenge. And we would all love to have a team of people working behind the scenes to help communicate with our clients, drive advertising campaigns, give us content to post, and all the things that come with running and marketing a successful real estate business. But often we don't have the time or the money. So today we're going to show you a way to do this at virtually no cost other than a little bit of your time. So if you've been considering all this and want to know how to do it, then you are in the absolute right place. But before we get started, please do me a favor and hit that like and subscribe button on your podcast platform. Share this with one of your fellow realtors because we always love to add more people to our community and the more the merrier. So uh, let's go ahead and get right into it. So our guest today is a true expert in the field. Her name is Chelsea Gardner. She's a mastermind behind C Gardner Marketing and has an incredible background in marketing, including an MBA in marketing from St. Leo University and a bachelor's degree from ECU. Chelsea spent over a decade in the digital strategies world, and today she is here to unravel the potential of AI for real estate professionals. So please welcome Chelsea to the show. Hello. Round two. <laughs> Round two. <laughs> Nobody even knows that we did that before and I forgot to hit play, but here we are. So that's the, the wonders of, of how all this fun stuff works. So how are you doing today, Chelsea? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. So, um, so you are coming to us from sunny Florida. Is that right? Well, it's rainy today and extremely okay. cold, but normally, okay. yes. <laughs> but normally sunny Florida, but not not right now. Everything not else right is uh, flipped a little differently. No, I understand. Yep. So um, what part of Florida are you in? Uh, I'm just north of Tampa in a small little country town. <laughs> okay. And if you are, are you from there or did you grow up there? Where'd you, where are you from originally? No, I was born in Ohio and raised in North Carolina, but I've been here for like 15 years now. So quite a while. 
Okay. All right. So you're uh, you you're you're a Floridian officially now, I guess, huh? I I would think so. Yeah. I okay. can't I can't do cold weather or anything below like seventy. So I think that's pretty Floridian. So um, we're going to get into our topic today, which is essentially how we can use AI more effectively for real estate marketing um, and specifically when it comes to how to create prompts um, and, and, and the best tools for doing that. But just to give a little bit of background on um, your past, on you know, obviously you have your own marketing agency. Um, you've been doing this for a hot minute and you even wrote a book about prompting for AI. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and, and uh, give, us, give us an idea of all your services that you're offering. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the owner of Sea Gardener Marketing. It is a done for you social media marketing agency. Uh, we do all the captions, content creations for all of the social platforms. Um, so I mean, basic advertising, that's that's what we do. Um, I am a the co author of the AI prompt handbook. So you know, AI chat GPT has been something that has really sprouted over the past year. ChatGPT actually just had their first birthday a couple weeks ago. So it's really Ooh, not that birthday. old. Happy birthday, uh, <laughs> AI. Right? The world. Yeah. If you logged into ChatGPT that day, it was like, happy birthday, ChatGPT. Um, <laughs> but it's not. it hasn't been around that long, right? So, you know, as a marketer, really trying to embrace the new technology, new things that come out, um, you know, making sure that I'm bringing that to my clients and then sharing that with, you know, mortgage and real estate professionals that it can really help you save time and money and energy and, and all of that and just efficiency. Um, yeah. So that's that's my goal. And, and that's what I do with my business. So. So I found you actually because, and we discussed this a little bit before we came on, but um, I would, I went to, you do, uh, do you webinars pretty frequently? And, and like, how often do you do those typically? I, I try to do them monthly. <laughs> okay. So once a month, um, they're free by the way. So yep. um, if anybody, um, you know, wants to check those out, uh, please, you know, submit your information over to you can find Chelsea on all, all the socials, but, um, okay. but I attended one of the webinars and, um, and it was great. And actually I was really kind of upset because I was about 30 minutes minutes into it. Um, I have a bunch of notes that I was taking while you were going through it. And then I had to pop off because I had another appointment. I didn't know because, you know, look, here's the reality of it. These webinar stuff happens all the time and you get onto them and I'm usually within about the first 10 minutes. I'm like, all right, I'm out. You know, it's, it's not really something I've usually it's like some person from title that, you know, is like responsible for education and they're <laughs> rambling on some really elementary stuff about whatever their topic is. And, you know, it's not that great, but yours was, it was fantastic. And that was part of the reason I wanted to reach out to you because, um, you know, the information that you were giving was actually what I would call actionable and useful. It wasn't just kind of a brief, you know, the, the cursory overview that any person that's remotely familiar with a topic could, could be able to do. Um, you really had some good in-depth stuff and I use AI pretty much every day. I use ChatGPT. There are certain websites uh, that I've uh, used that I do for my podcast that help me do transcripting and show notes and all kinds of stuff. So I'm I'm fully sold on the technology. I, I still think it might, you know, we might be the battery, like the matrix may not be too far off one day, but we're not there yet. So, um, so in the meantime, like I said in my promo, I want to become really good friends. I, it was, I was joking with somebody the other day because one of the, I, I help another, uh, business friend of mine that they do a podcast as well. And I'm kind of helping them with that. And I was showing them some of the stuff I was doing with chat GPT and I was typing in like, please do this and thank you. And whatever they're like, you say please. And thank you. I'm like, yeah, man. Like, I don't know. Like <laughs> this thing could be Thanks. running my life in six years. I don't know. Yep. So I'm going to be polite. So anyway, um, 
what what my first question to you is when when we look at the advent of AI because it's come on so quickly like this isn't mm-hmm. something that just has been a slow drip like this is accelerated to full speed um what do you think are some of the things that you know that was that's I guess the misconceptions about what AI is versus the reality of what it can actually do for you because you're in it every day yeah i mean i think a lot of people when they look at ai they're super intimidated by it right they're they're looking at it like it's this like i don't know monster of a thing that you have to really dig in and learn and understand before you're able to implement and use it in your business so if you're like i want to start using ai but it's just this huge monstrosity that i can't understand i think that's a huge fallacy um because it truly is once you just get into you know chat gpt for example it's the simplest thing to understand if you know how to like input the right things and so i think a lot of people just have a huge misconception around how hard and how difficult they think it is when it truly isn't terribly difficult right um i think it's just the, the learning aspect and you know it's something that's new and so i also think that a lot of people have a common misconception that AI can do everything for you and it can't. You're still the mastermind behind what spits out from AI, right? You're still the person that needs to input the information, tell it what you're looking for, um, you know, set up the funnels and the things that are going to, you know, then proceed with AI. So there is still some human element. And I think a lot of people think that AI is this massive intelligence that is no longer humanized and it it still is because i'm still having to input everything into ai chat gpt and all of that it's just making it look nicer or sound better right um so i think those are the two biggest things in my opinion so just to deal in some and we'll drill down to some of these as we go but but just to give some examples of the types of things that ai can do that maybe people realize or don't realize um, that it's actually really good at um can you kind of list off a few and like again we'll, we'll kind of drill down into some of these but can you give me like on a high level some of the stuff that that you know that it's capable of doing and doing well especially as it relates to mortgage or real estate professionals yeah so in my world right so in the social media world i can tell you what what it does well um but you know content creation so blogs podcast script writing email you know content um you know if you're trying to send out emails to your clients uh you can do your posts your ad copy landing pages um video scripts everything that you are manually writing it can do And then, you know, outside of just social media, it can truly also streamline a lot of processes, right? It can set up email funnels, email campaigns, drip campaigns, and, you know, it can read YouTube videos and give you scripts. There's just a ton of things that it can do. In my world, the biggest thing is like the social media aspect of it, right? So all of the content creation around blog posts, podcast writing, YouTube videos, and, you know, Instagram reels, writing out content for that. Um, those are some of the, the big things that I work day to day with when it comes to AI and chat GPT. Um, and you can, you start to see that it's, it's taking over a lot of other things. Um, you'll see little, like the little AI buttons or like the little magic buttons in almost every platform that we're working in yes. now. 
Um, and so it's, it's really starting to evolve into more things when it, even when it comes to social media to streamline stuff, scheduling, um, you know, posts and content to go out. Uh, our websites, the back end of our websites with blogging, we can schedule all of that stuff and, and AI helps with that streamlined process. Well, I know it does a lot of, and like you mentioned a lot of stuff there, like for example, you know, uh, email funneling and, and creating those funnels, which I'm still learning that a little bit. I, I'm not very familiar with, you know, how to set those up sometimes, but I do know kind of the general principle, which is, which is if you look at just at copywriting in general, right, whether it be posts or emails or, you know, uh, scripts or whatever the case may be, um, it's a, it's a huge tool in that a lot of people, I think, sit down with an idea, right? We all have ideas. And I have this thing I tell people that I work with, and it's annoying to them, but I say the brain's for for having ideas, not for holding them, um, because we have ideas constantly that come up in our head. We'll be driving down the road like, oh, I should do this, or I should do that, right? Yep. And especially if you're focused on marketing, um, which a lot of us are in the business, then you're thinking, I should do this type of video, or I, I, somebody should write an article, or I should explain this. Well, the beauty of, and we'll speak mostly about ChatGPT today. There's a ton of AI tools, but we'll kind of talk primarily about that. But the the beauty of ChatGPT is I can literally sit down and I don't even have to prompt well, because I don't yet. I'm following you and figuring that out. But um, but I can sit down and I can just type out, I want to write, uh, I want to do a video about how mortgage insurance affects you know, a uh, home buyer's payment and how they can avoid it and what are the strategies, et cetera. You know, just kind of generally what I think I want to do. And then ChatGPT will spit out an entire thing. Now, it might be garbage, right? I might look at it and go, I don't want to use any of that. But what it does is it starts me down the path, right? And right. that I think that's the hardest part for most people, especially when it comes to marketing or any type of writing is the start. Like, you know, they talk about writer's block. People sit in front of a screen and they're like, okay, what am I going to say today? I don't know. Well, I found that ChatGPT is so beneficial in me just putting, I want to talk about how a mortgage payment's put together. And it'll go, okay. And it'll, you know, it'll give me a million things. And then from that, I can refine it and I can start to edit yeah. it in my own voice and all that kind of stuff. But it gives you a starting point. And I think that's really one of the big keys that I don't think if you've never used it before, I don't think people fully realize. Yeah. And truly that's the best way to use it, right? You can eventually refine it into your own voice and where you can get it to where you can copy and paste an entire article, an entire blog, and it sound like you, but you really still need to, that's, that's where the humanized piece comes from, right? You're inputting something you want to write about. So chat GBT is like, okay, sure. Here's a whole blog post on it. And then, yeah, you're going to be the one to read it and be like, okay, it needs to be tweaked here. And hey, chat GPT, I really don't want it to discuss this, this aspect of it. Or can you add in some search engine optimization words? I'm in Florida in the Tampa Bay market. Can you throw some of that in there? Um, you know, you can start to narrow it down into this is just my starting post. This is just my starting blog. This is just my starting YouTube video script. And then adjust it to you and how you want it to be. And that, I mean, truly that's how I've used it this entire, the past year, because there are, I mean, there are still times when you look at chat GPT stuff and you're like, yeah, that's, that's AI. Like that, that spit yeah. out yeah. some AI nonsense. And if you're sure. not reading it and you're just copying and pasting it, your community is going to know that too. Especially if all of a it's sudden you speak one way and now you're talking a, in a robot yeah. Your community is going to know that. So you have to still have that human aspect. 
and start, start it and then read it and then adjust it and refine it from there and just keep, keep asking it questions, keep telling it things. And it learns it. That's what chat GPT is. It's, it's a human brain that learns as you tell it things. It's not a human brain yet. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're not it's there not yet. What did they, uh, the whole shakeup with Sam Altman with open AI and him resigning from the board. Did you see all that? Did you, no. did you follow any of that? No. Yeah. So um, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, Sam Altman, who him and he, he and Elon Musk, I, yeah. I don't know what their it, direct involvement together was but they essentially started open ai together several years ago and then AI, and then elon left there's a lot of stories as to why but ultimately um now that i think microsoft owns it um or has a is a big investor in it at this point um sam altman was going to resign or get fired or something along those lines and then they had all of their programmers within open ai that were like well if he leaves we're all leaving and then their board that was going to re remove sam altman from the ceo position um, ultimately had to end up resigning because of what was going on and there's a lot of speculation as to why some of it was because they think they might be actually very close to agi which is artificial general intelligence which is the one that everybody's really terrified of um yeah. But because uh, right now we're just dealing with like chat bots and, you know, these kind of things, which is what chat GT, I mean, they can do internet scrolling and that kind of thing. But, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, so he, there was, there was a lot of concern as to why he left and where AI is headed and all that kind of fun stuff. So if you ever want to fall down a fun little rabbit hole regarding that, you're right. you know, more than welcome to. I love um, rabbit holes. <laughs> sorry, little, 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 side, little side note there. Um, all right. So let's talk specifically about prompting because the key to um, chat GPT specifically, and, and a lot of AI um, in general, but chat GPT has got a lot of you know, literature, I guess you'd call it, but just videos and concepts around, uh, around, uh, prompting kind of explain what is prompting number one. So people understand that. And then number two, um, you know, what are some general, you know, rules or general guidelines to follow when you're trying to prompt into chat GPT to get desired, the, the results that you're desiring? Yeah. So essentially a prompt is kind of like what you were saying earlier, when you told chat GPT, I want to write a blog for first time home buyers on, you know, what they what they need to save for a down payment or whatever, right? That is a prompt. You're telling ChatGPT what you want it to spit back out at you. And so when you're starting out with prompts, something that I really recommend and I don't know that a lot of people know about it um because it's still kind of in a trial phase in ChatGPT, but if you are on the paid version of chat GPT, one thing that I recommend setting up to help you save time with prompting is your custom instructions. I, I learned that from you. I did that myself after you, after I, after I was on your webinar, I was going to ask you about that later. I even wrote it down while you were talking, like, I got a reminder about this. Yep, that was yep. huge. I, especially because I do every, most of what I do is for the podcast. So I put in there who I am, what I do, what the show that I host, et cetera. And now it's great. The, the only downside occasionally is that because I put, I'm the Texas real estate and finance podcast, right? So, and it knows that I'm in Texas. So it throws a lot of y'alls and howdies and talks <laughs> about boots a lot. And so <laughs> there's, I'm like, I don't need, like I had, I told it once, I'm like, let's tone down the Texas rhetoric a little bit. Okay. Like it's not just boots and horses out here. Okay. But, but it definitely, <laughs> it definitely put that in there for sure. Uh, so the, the profile set up, and I want you to 
back up just two seconds. So the talk about the freed versus the paid versions and what those are in chat GPT three and four and all that. So everybody's familiar with that too. Yeah. So there is a free and a paid version of chat GPT. Essentially, they're the exact same minus the fact that on the paid version, which is $20 a month, you have access to these custom instructions. You have access to plugins, which if you think about plugins as like your cell apps. phone as apps, right? So it's something that makes your cell phone an air horn mm -hmm. because you added an app. So essentially, that's what a plugin is, is your your inputting these things that you need from chat gpt so on the paid version you have access to your custom instructions you have access to your plugins it does tend to be a little bit faster just in its responses um and you have access to the like internet in real time so yeah. the non-paid version i think only goes to i want to say january of 2022 right now yeah. they've been updating um, it but yeah something like that yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's like, there, are they still limited? Cause when I had the free version a while back, it wouldn't, there would be times where I couldn't get on because of the traffic. It would say, there's too much traffic. You have to wait. They've gotten better. Okay. But yes. <laughs> I haven't used the free version in, you know, yes. months or whatever, but. yeah. So I'm not on the free version either, but I, I do, I do follow up to, with some people that are, and they don't run into those same issues as much, I think, because so many people have transitioned to the paid version, so right. they don't have as many on the free. Um, but they do still say, like, like one of my girlfriends was like, I sometimes get blocked from it where I try to log in, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, so it, it does. Well, that's a 20 bucks. You'll be fine. Okay, 20 bucks. <laughs> um, but it, it does sometimes. But I think it's a much better than what it was. I remember when I was on the free, it was like constantly you weren't able to get in. Um, yeah but I think it's, it's gotten much better. So that's, that's the main difference between the free and the paid version is you just have a lot more feature options in that paid version. Um, and you're able to access the internet in real time, which is huge, especially in our industries, right? Because a lot can change in real estate and mortgage in a year, six months, two months. Um, so for it to pull information from two years ago can be extremely irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Um, I, 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 th I feel like I had used it, even the paid version, but it may have just been a while where I tried to act, I tried to give it acts or I tried to ask it to access the internet for something, you know, to read an article or I even maybe provided a link and it was like, I can't get on the internet, but I can't remember when I did that. But then just recently I copied and pasted a link and I was like, I need you to summarize this article in less than 300 words, you know, so I can just get a quick idea of what it's saying. And I put that in there and it was like, yeah, no problem. It went to, the, it was like going to the internet. Think, think, think. All right, here you go. Boom. And, yep. and it was, it took like two, you know, less than a minute. Um, but it was fantastic. And it's a great way. Like you just, you don't realize, and, and this is where I've been encouraging people that, that don't are either scared of it or unfamiliar with it. I'm like, just go try to just go play with it. Like go yeah. talk to it, go do whatever, because you'd be amazed at the stuff you can do once you start messing around with it. And it's like, I, it, it does this, but it didn't dawn on me that when I, cause you know, we all have ADD and attention, you know, we can't watch anything for more than three seconds. You know, thank you, social media for that. Um, but when I put an article in there and it's like this big, long article from housing wire that I really want to read, but I don't want, I'll just find myself getting distracted. If I put that link in chat GPT and I'm like, Hey, summarize this article in 300 words or less, it pops it out. And then I read it. Okay, good. Now, if I need to get really in depth, I can go back and check it out, but at least gives me an idea of what it's about to see if, whether or not I really, really want to dig into it. And it's just one more layer of something that it does that 
you can really use advantageously towards your business if you know these things. Yep. Yep. Same thing with YouTube videos. You can, there's a, a plugin that you can use for it to go watch YouTube videos in like five seconds, a five minute long YouTube video. And it'll spit back the same thing where it's like, here's a recap of a video. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't so, have five minutes to watch a video anymore, apparently. <laughs> I don't know that either. That's great. Okay. So um, I know we're all just going to be, everything's going to be filtered through AI these days. We're not even going to go watch stuff ourselves. Um, okay. So what, speaking of plugins, cause we're kind of bouncing around a little bit, that's me cause I'm excited about this. Uh, speaking of plugins specifically, what are some plugins? If you were, if you were starting brand new and you're like, you know, these are like three or four or five plugins that I would absolutely recommend that everybody try to use because it has these tools. Because again, for anybody that didn't hear a plugin is something that's just no different than an app. So it, it does a very specific task that it's designed for versus you trying to have to create a bunch of prompts to get. I think chat GPT can do the same thing for the most part either way, but the plugins give you a little bit easier access to it. And sometimes I think it connects to other things that you otherwise couldn't. So what are some, what are some plugins that are pretty popular that people should use? So my number one is always going to be Keymate AI. Um, okay. I'm going to be writing one. this stuff down by the way. <laughs> so Keymate AI is what gives you access to the internet in real time. Okay. Um, so that one is an absolute must if you have the paid version for the apps. I also, I personally use what's called Scraper a lot. Keymate AI essentially can do the same thing as Scraper. However, Keymate AI, you only have so many internet searches before it tells you you need to pay. Uh, so it's a, it's a high that. number. Like it, like it, like it. But I get there every month and I'm like, ah. Um, so I use Scraper if I know a very specific website that I want it to pull from. So I use Keymate AI when it's like, oh, I just need information on this topic from the internet. Scraper is one that I specifically say, I want you to go to this website and pull information from this website. Gotcha. Um, and it will scrape, essentially scrape that website. Okay. Um, so I use that one a lot. There's a couple, um, I don't know the names of them offhand, but if you go and do a search for YouTube, there's, mm -hmm. a, there's several that I have for YouTube videos that will watch videos and kind of pull information from. Um, and that's really what you can do if there's something specific you're looking for when it comes to plugins. Um, go in and do a search in the plugin for YouTube. I have an SE, I think it's just called SEO. I have an SEO one that helps with search engine optimization words. Okay. Um, you know, go in and do a quick search for that and then read the description on the plugin to see if that's what you're looking for. Um, okay. There's like a million of them, like literally. Yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah, they're it's, it's a whole other cottage industry. Now you're creating apps for the the AI and it's a whole yep. other thing. Yep. Um, on Back onto the profile thing, because I kind of cut you off there because I was so excited you brought it up. Yeah. Um, but, but explain why that's beneficial. Because I don't think, I, like I said, I think I cut you off before you could, but explain why setting up your profile is so beneficial and time-saving when it comes to doing the prompts. Yeah, so if you are on the paid version, you have the ability to set up custom instructions. And custom instructions are essentially where you would input your information for ChatGPT to know. So for example, there's two, two boxes that ask you, what would you like ChatGPT Chat GPT to know about you in order to provide better responses? So this is where you would put 
where are you located? What you do for work? Who's your target audience? You know, what do you want to talk about? What are your goals? Um, there's also a box that says, how do you want ChatGPT to respond? So if you want it to say y'all and howdy and <laughs> Southern, yeah. you, you tell it that there. If you want it to speak more formal, informal, um, if you want your responses to be short and sweet, longer, things like that. The reason that we set those up is because now we're not having to input this information every time we start a chat with chat gpt so this is like no knowledge within chat gpt now to know okay i'm you know a mortgage professional in texas right and so i don't have to tell it every time i go to ask it to write a prompt hey i do real estate in texas and my target audience is first-time home buyers i don't have to keep telling it that it yeah. already knows that yeah. Um, and so it just have, really saves time. Um, I have times now where I type in my, so my, uh, uh, you know, I'll say, Hey, use the following summary of podcast episode to create show notes or something like that. And then I'll, I'll accidentally hit enter before I actually copy and paste over the summary or whatever, or whatever I'm doing. And then it'll just spit out Texas real estate and finance podcast. This is what we're talking about. It'll, it'll, it'll be real. I mean, it's always going to give you an answer. Like, that's the thing is it's never going to be like, yeah, I mean, I think there's been a couple of times where, you know, if you ask it something real, you know, shady, I think it'll be like, I can't answer that for you. But, um, but if you ask it, if to act like you're its grandma and how you would explain it to them, then it can do all kinds of things. But, um, yeah. but, uh, but it would spit out just something, but it was always related to the podcast. So even if I wasn't, if I had made a mistake and, and do that, it still knew that most of what I was doing was related to the show and related to what I'm trying to you know, kick out. And so, so it, it had already included and it's so helpful, you know, just cause you just don't realize until you don't do it or until you, you know, change it over where every single time I was like, I'm a podcast host in Texas. I do mortgage banking. This is what I, you know, write this out. And then, and then it's like, no, 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 you don't have to do that anymore. Just say what you want and it'll kick it out. Even in the tone, like I generally am kind of sarcastic. And so I say, Hey, look, you know, put that in there a little bit, you know, to keep it in similar to my voice. It goes over the top a little bit, but, um, <laughs> but it can do that, but it's incredibly helpful um, to be able to set that stuff up. Yes. It's a huge, it's a huge time saver. Um, especially if you know, you're your own business, right? Like it doesn't work for me, for example, because I work with clients, so I can't put information in mine, but when you're your own business, it's makes it so easy and it makes it so you're just more productive because you're not having to sit there and type it out every single time yeah. you can. And it's not to say like, Okay, if I put my target audience in there as first-time home buyers, that's not to say that I can't tell ChatGPT I want it to use a different target audience, right? Yeah. But if that's my primary target audience most of the time, it just makes it easier because I'm not having to tell it every single time, hey, here's who I'm trying to target every single time. <laughs> in each, there's another feature in there that I don't think unless you've used it, you realize is that you have a chat for each topic essentially like if you want to start a new chat so like if i do when i did this podcast and i kind of told you my process of doing well i have a chat specifically for you and this one so anytime i'm creating material around this episode i don't have to redo it every time i just go back in there and it knows all of the stuff that we've already talked about and it, it'll just keep kicking out whatever i'm asking it to do based on this subject so when you start a new chat with within chat gpt i believe if you want to you can shut off the profile for that one if you choose to is that right yes yes you can and quite frankly if you're on like that's a really good workaround if you're on the free version is those are those chats 
So mm -hmm. custom instructions are great if you're on the paid version. It makes it super simple to go into every chat and it just know who you are. Um, but and yes, you can turn it off for each chat. But if you're on the free version, then utilize each of those chats for each of your different topics. So right. if you want to target first time home buyers, if you want to target veterans, if you want to target, you know, whomever, you can do that in individual chats and just continuously build within that chat. And then you don't have to keep telling it every time, hey, I'm trying to target veterans because I just go to my veteran chat and just yeah. keep going on from there. Yeah, it's it always makes me laugh. We I don't remember. This is a stupid story, but my wife and I or my, I bought my wife a Tesla a couple of years ago and it inside the Tesla, it has sensors on the windshield wipers whether, you know, like if it starts to rain, it'll just, they'll just go, you know, until it's not raining. And then, you know, if it's not raining, they don't go. So you can set it on. So you never really have to turn on your windshield wipers. Like it's, it's yeah. kind of one of those little, this is great. Right. Well, recently uh, it's, it's been happening. It's not. I have a car like that too. And <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say is recently it's been acting up a little bit and like, it's been going when it's not supposed to, and it's been not going when it was supposed to. And my wife and I are both like, this is a bunch of crap. And I'm like, this, we're, here we are complaining about this technology that, you know, 20 years ago, if we would have told you that your windshield wipers were going to go on their own, you didn't have to click the little thing. And we're over here bitching about it because it's like, it's supposed to be doing this and it's not. And so like when it comes to the chat GPT stuff, I even find myself, like I created the profile. I'm, I'm like, why do I have to type out these prompts every time? Like, why can't it just know what I, Right. So why can't it just read my mind literally right, right it's like this is such a meeting and i'm like wait a minute stupid you would be sitting here having to type out this entire thing like quit you know it's like everything just wants to be faster 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 um, yes yes it's, us human beings we're ridiculous we we just take everything for granted over a period of time so um i want to talk about something specific so we can kind of use this as a little bit you know actionable type stuff so two yeah. things let's start with um listings because you kind of brought them up earlier um this is a good way that realtors can kind of start i think it's an easy way to start using chat gpt is with your listing presentations yep. or even just your listings inside of the mls's um so i want you to talk a little bit about how you can utilize it for listings and then i've got another one i want to ask you about yeah so within chat gpt basically what you can have it do is write out your listing whether it be for you know zillow or anything like that and you're going to feed it the information right so again that humanized aspect is still there so you need to tell it about the house you need to tell it you know it doesn't read our minds yet so how many bedrooms does it have bathrooms you know some qualities about it the neighborhood all of those things that you want it to spit out and it'll write this really nice listing um and that's something that you can use and when you're creating your post and you're creating your caption or not your captions and you're creating your prompts there's there's three things that i'm like very adamant about one of them being making sure that you're using really good adjectives so when you're writing out your listing right you want to make sure that you use words like please make it informative for a buyer or please make it you know in a professional tone uh, make it creative, whatever you kind of make it visual. Like I want the visual walkthrough of this house. Um, use those adjectives when you're creating those prompts for that listing. And you need to make sure that you're being very specific. That's the second one. Like make sure you're telling it very specific things about that listing because what I have seen in the real estate realm is you put in this, 
you know, listing that you have that might not be the greatest. Maybe it's a nice uh, fixer upper DIYer project. Um, but chat GPT is going to make it sound like it is a, a mansion made of marble and you have to be very specific when you're telling it, this is a fixer upper, or, you know, this is going to need some TLC and some love, right? You have to make sure that you're, you're being very specific with your words. So it knows not to like glam it up into this mansion that it isn't, or if it is right, whatever that is, but making sure that we're using our adjectives, we're being specific and then making sure that we're defining our goals with it. So we want to tell it that we're trying to make a real estate listing for a house, right? Right. We don't want to tell it we're trying to create a social media post or a blog post. We need to tell it what we want it to write. Um, We need to try and define the target audience. Is this home going to be family oriented? Is it great for kids? Is it in a neighborhood with a lot of things for, you know, trails and the outdoorsy people trying to define that target audience for that listing um, is a huge piece of it too. So making sure that we are using adjectives we're being specific and we're defining the goals when it comes to our listings. I think listings are one of the easiest things to do to start with when it comes to chat GPT. Um, because it's, it's something that you're so as a real estate agent, you're so ingrained with, right. You know, that information and all it's doing is just beefing it up a little bit and it's making it a little bit fancier or it's making it read better. Um, because we all know that copy, right, is one of the like best things that we can do. And that's what's going to get people to want to look at the home, want to book, want to buy, want to do this, want to do that. And we have to have really good copy with a really strong hook to get them in to read the rest of it. And I think ChatGPT can do that easily for people. Well, and you can also, um, because, and I, I think this would apply because so many people nowadays, when they're looking for homes, they all start their, their search online. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's not, there's very few people just driving around neighborhoods anymore, looking at properties. They're all searching online. So typically there's going to be keywords, I would imagine that yeah. are going to stick out in that situation. So when you're writing out your listing your description or your, you know, your, your, um, where you want the focus to be on the home, you can ask chat GPT to optimize for keywords related to whatever the specific things that you're looking for. Maybe you use one of those plugins that help you with Google SEO specifically and and that kind of thing. So then can you write it out yourself? Of course you can, you know, you can put it all together. You have been for years, so it's not anything you can't do, but what this will do for you is it will maximize and make it more efficient for what the uses of it are, which is search engine optimization. It's uh, drawing the right kind of customers in that are looking for that particular type of property. And I don't think when the general person's writing out copy, it's not something that we're either good at or that we think about it. But if you tell the software to do this, or if you tell the AI to do this, it will spit that stuff out to you. And by the way, if you don't like it, just tell it to rewrite it or give you five different versions of it. You don't have to, it's not like you're stuck with the one it gives you. Like it's, yeah. it's moldable. You can change it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a building process. And I do the same thing. That's a good point. I'm always like, can you give me three, you know, whatever's, on this topic because a lot of times i'll pull from like it'll have some really good content in option one and option three and i hate option two and i'll like okay i really like this from option one this from option three can we combine that um and so i that's a good point i I normally ask it to write me multiples um because then i'll pull from that and then i'll build off of 
one. It's like, it's like you're shopping for cof- copy, right? You're like, mm, I kind of like that one. I like that. I like the skirt that, that one's wearing. Let me give you a little <laughs> top of this one. This is good. This is good. We can put these together. They look great. Um, it, another thing that I tried because when it comes to prompting, because again, I've, I've really, and this is the whole reason to have you on here is because I feel like it's such an important topic and I almost want, like I've looked at, there's, there's like classes you can take to learn. I mean, I'm sure they're, you know, everybody depends on where you're getting it offered, but just how to communicate it to me. Cause it's no different these days from coding, right? If you want to create software and you want to, you know, design software to be implemented on, you know, laptops, computers, phones, whatever, you have to know how to code. Well, I think AI is starting to change it to where you don't need to have to know how to code. You just need to have to, you just need to know how to communicate with ChatGPT what you want. And that's a version of coding is learning how to communicate to the software, to the AI, what you're looking for to get the desired result. And it's, it's a little bit of trial and error, but I actually tried something the other day and it, you know, I don't know if it's working. I mean, it seems to work okay, but um, I was trying to figure out what kind of prompts I was looking for that would give me the best results. So I literally asked chat GPT. I'm like, Hey, can you tell me I need a prompt to generate a caption for Facebook that would be engagement, blah, blah, blah. You know, I kind of told it what kind of, what I was trying to accomplish. And it was like, yeah. And it gave me like three different prompts. And it was like, say this or say this or say that. So I literally copied and pasted those prompts. I have it over in my like task stuff. Cause I have like kind of a workflow that I do with this and I put it over there. And so every time I'm you know, creating a caption for a reel for Facebook or Instagram or writing show notes or whatever, I'll just copy and paste that prompt, put my keywords in there and boom, it's, it's up. So it, it does, I don't even have to retype the prompt anymore because I got it saved somewhere else and I just put it in there. So, um, there's it, the efficiency level that you can do with it, but have you ever tried to ask it how to prompt to it? And, and do you think that that is good? Does it work? Yeah. I mean, you, it's funny because I also, you have to like also know how to prompt it to ask it to prompt, right? So sometimes like you'll be like, I need prompts for this. And then it yeah. writes out random prompts that don't make any sense. And you're like, right. no, I need like the fill in the blank style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you can ask it, it, it's a question-based platform. So you can ask it if you're struggling ask it, Hey, I need this, but I don't know how to ask you for it. <laughs> like, Can you help me understand how to like, what would be the best way to ask you for it? And it'll, it'll spit back ideas yeah. um, and, and make it super simple. And if you're on the paid version, you can actually tell it, please remember this prompt and it will save it into its memory. And so all you have to go back in is and say, please pull the old prompt and use this new caption. Yeah. I, I even find I, there's a, by the way, there's an app on your phone too. So it's not just a desktop thing. You can use it on your phone and yeah. it, it talks to each other just like everything else. And so like, we'll be, <laughs> I'll find myself someplace and I'll pull out my phone and I'll hit the microphone thing. And I'll be like, Hey, chat GPT, tell me, you know, the five restaurants within a, you know, block radius of that. Like it's, it's literally, it is Google that gives you answers specifically. Now you got to, you know, be careful what you're asking and, and, you know, you're not always going to get the right answer. You got to be specific sometimes, but I find myself using it more and more, even then I never use the Alexa and all that stuff, but, but it basically takes the place of that. If you want to use it for that type of stuff, because it's got, there's, there's really no limits on what it can do for the right. most part, other than, you know, I think it's even a place cause there are specific AI platforms where you can type in a, a, a description of like a, a picture that you want to create. I want to create a, an image for something and you can type in kind of what you want and it'll give you options. 
But I think I think ChatGPT is pretty close to being able to do that almost too, isn't it? They have Dolly. So um, ChatGPT has Dolly, which uh-huh. um, is a image generator. Yes, right. it's a plugin. So you can use, and that's another thing for marketing side of things is sometimes when it comes to either, I don't know if it's got to the music part. I know AI can create music because I've heard it and it's actually, some of it's pretty good, especially when they tell it to do it in the style of a guy. But um, but when it comes to images, a lot of times when we post on social media, it's difficult to um, find stuff that you can use without fear of the copyright issues and, and all that like stock images and that kind of thing. But if you're using AI to create it of, you know, a mom and child walking through the park contemplating buying a house or something, you can put that in there and they'll generate images for you that you can use in your social media campaigns and not have any concerns about getting running into any issues with copyright, right? Um, yes and no. So okay. you can, it will produce those images. Um, there is some speculation that some of the imagery that it's pulling is copyright imagery, okay. but it's but it's tweaking it. So- right. It's, it's, there's this whole thing it's around, is it, right now. is it, yeah, so you can absolutely have it create something and it will like spit it out and you can use it on your social media. Um, right now there's just a lot of like talk around, well, how much tweaking is, is enough tweaking from an original piece, stuff like that. And when you're asking it something very specific for us, like, like you said, walking down the street, looking at a house with a, you know, that's a lot different than someone trying to find, you know, certain artwork or, or colorful right. pieces that's going to yeah. be pulled from other people's artwork. Um, so stuff that we generate probably is fairly safe. Um, and the one thing I will say though, when it comes to AI generated content or images is really pay attention to the images, especially if you're doing a human, um, it still is not the best right now or yet um without that it still wants to add in an extra hand somewhere or you'll see another leg somewhere or i asked it to like do a house on the beach um with like a family and it literally put the house in the ocean with like a whale in front of it and the family like in front of the whale and i'm like no Uh, that's really what i'm looking for um yes yeah no it definitely has its glitches still so the, the image is glitches, but it, it it's there. It's coming. Yeah. And Dolly is Dolly is a really good tool in Chat GPT to do those things. Ask it, hey, I'm looking for a family walking down the street through a neighborhood at houses that are for sale. Um, and it will it'll generate those types of images and then you can download it and then use it in your content. Yeah. Okay. Um to get back onto some specific use cases for it. So um, you talked about uh, creating funnels, which is, again, I'm asking because I want to know myself. Um, But so let's imagine a scenario where, and this happens with realtors a lot. So I want to create a first time home buyer guide, right? And Mm -hmm. the idea of the guide is that I want to give it to people for free. Um, but in order to get it, I need to get your email address so I can email it to you. Right. And this is a, you're collecting data essentially. And that's, that's what the guide is for. Um, so the way I see it in, in, and this is where I want you to fill in the blanks for me here is I would go in and tell, I can tell chat GPT, Hey, create a first time home buyer's guide. I want it to be 10 pages long. I want it to have, you know, I don't know if you can put pictures, you can kind of explain that possibly, but, um, and it'll write it all out you can go and edit it and change it. But so how would you go from that to where you started with the first time homebuyer guide to actually having 
um, a method of putting it online to funnel and how would ChatGPT help you create that? Yeah, so there's still a lot of human aspects to that um, when it comes to ChatGPT, but okay. essentially, yeah, so you can have it create your guide um lay out your guide i won't say create it because you still are doing some manual work um but it will like if you have the canva plugin for example um you can have it pull like canva graphics and it will input that information into your canva graphic there's a canva so, plugin right there's know. a canva plugin yep <laughs> there's a zapier plugin i recommend as well um if you use zapier for anything but you can ask it to create a guide like you said 10 pages i want it to have this information and then essentially you're still laying out the guide right like you're still right. you know making sure that it looks nice and that it's you know into a nice pdf file you're going to download that guide you still need an, an, an esp you still need an email service provider or a crm of some sort that has a funnel system and you can then from there build out your funnel system in your email service provider or CRM, but ask ChatGPT for help, right? So I need an intro email for my guide that when it gets sent, here's what the information I want in that email to be. And it's going to give you a full email that you can put into your first. And then if you don't know how to set up your email funnel, you can say, hey, I'm using I use ConvertKit for email funnels. I'm using ConvertKit. I don't understand how to set up an email funnel. It will do step-by-step -step guide, like walk you through step-by-step okay. -step links. Here's where you go. If you need a video to watch how to do it, it'll send you the video. So there's still a huge human aspect of it. Um, I have seen a YouTube video of someone setting up an email funnel kind of through ChatGPT with a Google Doc. Okay. I have not gotten that far, so I will not speak upon that, but right. I have seen it out in the, the world of unicorns, so um, <laughs> it might be there, but for me and setting it up, I have it create the, the piece that I want to be the download, and then I have it walk me through setting up my funnel and what each email should be. So I even asked ChatGPT, what should my email funnel look like on day three it needs to you know what would you recommend i send to my my list after they get the download on day right. five on day seven and it writes out the entire funnel for me and then i just have to input it into my crm or my my email service provider and kind of go from there um you can also then ask it hey i need some engaging i need some engaging captions for social media to get people to click on my download, right? To want my download, um, create that for me. I need a short form video that I can make a reel out of to promote my my digital download that I have for first time home buyers. Um, and it can kind of start spitting out all that information and, and create a marketing plan on top of that because just creating the guide isn't gonna do anything. You have to market the guide. So right. um, that all that for you. So, okay, let's talk a little bit about social media then too, because if you were, um, if you were a realtor and you were starting out and you were like, all right, I'm going to use chat GPT and I want it to help me do social media. Okay. That real general, I just want to do social media. Okay. <laughs> what, 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 how would you go about, like, what would your first steps be if you were just going to use chat GPT primarily to help you create social media? What, 
what would you say, what, what kind of, how would you start? And then where would you kind of, how can you refine it down to what specifically you're looking for? You know, just as a, just as a kind of a walkthrough on the best way to go about that. Yeah. So if I was just starting out um, and I was downloading OpenAI today, um, here's what I, these would be like my steps for that, for okay. creating social content. So OpenAI, I would go on the paid version. I would set up my custom instructions. I would input my my apps. That would be uh, Keymate AI, Scraper, those things. I, if I had a website, I would ask it to pull my information in from the website um, using Scraper. So that way, it knows who I am. I would set up my custom. I, I would set up my custom instructions. Right. Make sure that it knows who I am. And then I would open my chats and we're going into 2024, right? So right now it's like, okay, what is our, what is our goal for social media? What is our social media strategy? I would ask chat GPT first, here's who I am. Here's my goals. Here's what I'm doing. The platforms that I'm on, here's my target audience. I would tell it everything as much as I can about me and my business. And then I would ask it what, would be your social media strategy for me okay. um that would be the first thing just to get an idea of like what they would recommend right what what would good old chat gpt tell me and from there then i would craft prompts for my content so you know right now depending on how big or how little you are on social media you can cross post on most of your platforms so you can just tell it hey i'm looking to post on facebook and instagram and I want to, you know, I want to target first time home buyers um, in the Tampa Bay area who are, you know, looking for a place that's very family oriented. I want to try and stay in new Tampa area within, you know, this neighborhood or whatever. I would give it as much information as I can about what I'm trying to accomplish with my post. And then I would ask it to create four to five social media captions that are short form and long form and start creating from there. Um, that's how I would start. And then truly that's, those are small little steps just to get an idea of like what it is and what it can do. And then once you understand the question that you just asked it and what it spits back out to you, right? Cause you just logged in today and this is the first question first you asked it first yeah. time using it, you're going to see the type of response it gives you. And you're like, okay, nope. I don't like, I don't talk that way. Can we remove yeah. like, you know, this crazy word that you're using and can we- The howdies and the y'alls and the references to my- Can we remove the y'alls and the, and the howdies? Um, you know, I, I speak fairly Southern sometimes. And so I asked it to speak Southern one time and holy cow, yeah. Yeah. it went way over the deep end, right? It's, yep. you know, it's like- Talk about oh, mama's pie and rattlesnakes and yeah, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> There's just a little touch of Southern Bell, and I'm like, oh yeah. no. Um, yeah. So you'll see how it starts to do that, and then you start, you literally just interact with it. You talk to it. Like if you're reading it and you're like, no, like that is not how I talk, tell it. Just type yeah. that out. It's like, nope, that's not how I talk. <laughs> It'll be like, yeah. I'm so sorry. My apologies that I didn't understand. Yeah. Like yeah. that's all you have to do with it. And I think that, that truly, if I was starting today, that's what I would do. Yeah. And make sure you say please and thank you. Cause it's, you know, it's going to be ruling you soon. I, um, yeah. <laughs> I say please uh, and thank you. I'm like, I think it just, it mimics, it gets yeah. to know who you are. And if you're a please yes. and thank you type person, it's yeah. going to kind of mimic that. So that's great. 
That's right. That's it's, if you're polite, it'll be polite. Right. Yes. Um, so if, uh, what are some, we're, we're getting close to the year in here, but what are some resources and we're, we'll talk about your stuff here in just a second, but what are, um, what are some resources that you go to, to kind of get help with this stuff to, you know, not necessarily stay on the cutting edge of it, but you know, where do you go to kind of find out where do you come up with ideas on what to use it for? And you know, where, where are you looking yourself? I mean, maybe it's inside chat GPT. I don't know where, where are you finding finding your resource? Yeah, I was going to say inside chat GPT. Um, but for those not inside chat GPT yet, uh, I go to YouTube for a lot of stuff. So yeah. I'm constantly either YouTube. I'm also part of a lot of marketing groups. Um, I, you know, sit in and, and watch a lot of webinars and speeches from, you know, marketing gurus that are like hardcore into AI. Um, so that's kind of where I, I focus my efforts when it comes to AI stuff. But one thing that I do find and, you know, when it comes to any industry and it comes to business professionals, start using it, start replacing things or using it in ways you are already doing business. Mm -hmm. Don't look at it as a shiny new object and you're trying to start new things with it because then it does become very overwhelming. So you need to look at it from a, a standpoint of, okay, I'm already doing a podcast. How can it improve or you know, simplify or expedite things I'm doing for my podcast. Don't be like, I'm going to start a podcast because of chat GPT, right? Those, that type of thing, start replacing things or, or, or using it in ways that you're already doing it um, in your day to day and then add on to it. And that's, I think that's where searching for stuff to see in YouTube or whatever is makes it much easier because if you just go search YouTube for how I can use AI, how I can use, you're going to get a bazillion things. So you really need to narrow down. Okay. I'm currently using social media. How can I use AI for my social media captions? I'm currently doing YouTube videos. How can I use chat GPT to, you know, make my YouTube stronger or make my descriptions better search? that's what you need to look at instead of i want to i just want to know how to use ai because there's it's too much it's too much you get overwhelmed and then you don't do it at all yeah well um i recommend anybody if you're looking for good tools i recommend that you check out chelsea's and i hate webinars honestly like they're my least favorite thing in the world but i i go to i attend a lot of them just because I'm in the world of knowledge and the more stuff that I understand and know, the better it is. And so I consider myself to be a bit of a webinar connoisseur. Um, you know, like I know the good ones and the bad ones, and there's a lot of bad ones, but <laughs> yours was fantastic. And I keep, I actually, you'd recorded it and I, I'm, I'm trying to find my email where you'd sent the recording so I can go back and watch the second half of it um, that I missed because it was really great. Like I took, I learned more in 15 minutes of hearing you talk about it than I could with any other thing that I've tried to YouTube, anything else. So it was fantastic. Um, You did a great job with it. Um, And I recommend anybody, you know, check out Chelsea's site, go to, go to see her services on what she can offer, but you're going to explain it better than I do. So just as a general breadth of stuff that you guys do for clients, when they come in, you know, what do you offer? What do you, what kind of services do you guys do from small to big? And then, you know, you don't have to give costs, you know, cause I know that's all variable, but just an idea of, of what you're looking at sometimes, you know, for what it would cost someone. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually have a couple of different things. So 
I have a, my social media marketing agency where I do the done for you, social media marketing, captions, graphics, content, all of that. Um, I do the posting, basically your hands off social media as much as you want to be. If you're like, I just, I don't want to do it, but I know I need to be on it. Um, that's me, uh, along with advertising. So if you're trying to reach, you know, your past clients or, you know, potential clients and things like that. Um, potential home buyers. I do the advertising. Those packages typically start around a thousand a month. And then I also do coaching. So if you're like, I want to do social media, but like, I don't know where to start or what to do or how to do it. Um, I do eight week and 16 week coaching packages. I also have, um, you said you were looking for the replay. Uh, so all of my replays, I have a free Facebook group called simplified social media for loan officers and realtors. Um, and so you can join that group. A lot of my webinars get played in there. They'll get replay. They get um, posted in there. Uh, a lot of information goes out into those. And then I actually just started a membership about a couple months ago um, that is simplified social media for LOs and realtors. That is a hundred dollars a month or ninety-seven dollars a month, and you get access to me twice a month in open Q and A's and a ton of valuable information, how to videos, all that kind of stuff. So again, if you're trying to build your own social media and just don't know how, or, you know, don't know the tactics or tools or, you know, tips or anything like that, uh, that is a great group to join. Cause it's also people alike that are struggling in the social media world. And I keep it, specific to LOs and realtors. So it's all in the same community. Uh, so you're not getting someone from, you know, a different business style coming in. Um, so yeah, those are the ways that, that you can work with me and, and find me. <laughs> well, I can't, uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on. And, you know, I, I think it, I, I will tell you a common theme whenever I talk to professionals, because I talk to a lot of brokers, I talk to um, successful loan officers that come through this. And I will tell you that a common theme that I get from a lot of them is coaching. Um, there is a, a strong majority of them. Now it's, you know, there's a lot of coaches out there um, and you have to kind of sift through them all. But um, but when you find a good one like Chelsea, then um, they're invaluable for for what they can actually do to your business. Not because and, and, and I think part of where the misconception with coaching comes into play is that you think that you're paying for something that you already know. And, and so first off, you're not because most of the stuff that you're finding out you don't know um, and you're learning or there's a different angle of it that you didn't consider and how to use it, which is a big player of it. But the other side of it is, and I think this gets lost a lot of times, is the accountability of it because yeah. it's one thing for you to say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to handle this and I'm going to go through these steps. But it's a whole other thing for you to have to be accountable to someone else to do it. And yeah. it sounds like you're paying for a parent, but you kind of are because- <laughs> You're going on and they're going, okay, you were going to post X amount of videos this today. Where are they? Where are they at? And you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And you're like, okay, well, you're paying me a lot of money for doing nothing. So if you want to do it, you probably should do it or otherwise, you know, move on. Yep. Um, but, but I think that's a big piece of the coaching aspect that gets lost sometimes is just that we all just need a little accountability buddies. There's a reason that when they tell you to go to the gym, to go with a friend, because you need somebody there that will motivate you to do it. And it's yep. the same thing with any kind of marketing. Yep, exactly. 100%. I agree with that. <laughs>
All right. Well, thank you for everybody that stuck around. Um, please check out Chelsea socials. Um, all of her contact information will be inside the show notes. And, um, if you go to my website and click on this episode, it'll have all of her contact stuff there, all of her social media. Um, I will put a link to the, uh, her group, uh, her Facebook group. So you can go into there as well. Um, you'll get a ton of information from Chelsea. She gives it all away for free because she knows that the one's really motivated to call and have her do it for her. Cause it's like, I can mow my yard, but I don't want to do that. Um, yeah. But uh, so people want to have others help them out with it. But she's got great information. I encourage everybody to check her out. And I really appreciate you being here today, Chelsea. And uh, we'll definitely have you back sometime if that's okay with you. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Great chatting. Yes, everybody have a happy new year. And we will see you um, in 2024, I guess, is when we'll see everybody. See you then. (laughs)